Words appear sequentially. Crime Crushers. Featuring Donna Judd. More words appear. Brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? A VIP Tech Production. Episode 3 The Cell Phone Call. This week, we have a very interesting episode for you. The Cell Phone Call. Enjoy! Part 1 Here's what has happened. The victim was found slumped over his keyboard. There was a half cup of cold coffee close by. His computer screen showed that he was logged on to a social networking site. When he was found, he had not been dead for very long, probably about two hours at the very most. He had been noticed by a student who had gone over to check on him. The first student first tried shaking him, and when he did not respond, the student decided to lift his head from his keyboard, quickly realized that something was wrong and began to scream. Her screams brought others, and soon enough there was a crowd around the victim's chair. The police was called, the student started to mill around, and when the police arrived, the room went practically silent. What they found in the victim's jacket pocket was a flash drive. Now, I will tell you that the suspect decided to commit this crime at a place that was suitable for them to do so. The crime was committed at an internet cafe. It was a perfect occasion for this crime to have been committed. It was on a Friday night when the cafe was crowded. There were a lot of students around. The suspect knew that when they committed this crime, it would be hard for others to know who did it because of the crowded internet cafe. The suspect also knew that the victim was going to be at this cafe because the victim often went there to socialize after classes and especially on a Friday night. So that is what we figured out the suspect would do in order to choose where the crime would be committed and why the victim would show up there. We're now going to come on to part two. I'm going to tell you about some of the motives we discovered as to why the victim could have been murdered. The first motive we discovered was that the victim stole someone else's girlfriend. Second motive was that the victim stole another student's end-of-term papers. Another motive was that someone envied the victim because he was a rich, spoiled boy. And a fourth motive was that the victim was blackmailing others, some of his fellow students. 
Upon further investigation, here is what we discovered. The victim's name was Carl Sundstrom. He got to university through a rich dad. In short, his dad paid for Carl. Carl Sr. paid for Calder Jr. to attend this very prestigious university. Carl Jr. was spoiled with a lot of money. He paid others to do his work. He took credit for someone else's work and he did this by stealing their term paper and passing it off as his. Carl Sundstrom Jr. was also a very heavy drug user. But of late, his dad had become tired of spending money on him and giving him money. And he was starting to realize that the only way to save his son was to stop giving him the money and force him to grow up. Carl Sundstrom Jr. was also a bit of a rogue. He was quite delighted when he was able to take away one of his friend's girlfriends. He also had a knack for knowing other people's affairs. He lived a very fast life. Fast scars, lots of girls, lots of booze, lots of drugs. Yep, you got it, the typical rich spoilt boy. What we determined through our investigation is that Carl Sundstrom Jr. received a cell phone call shortly before he left for that internet cafe on that fateful night. Let's look at some of the suspects. As far as we could determine, those who could have committed this crime were David, Tim, Rick, and Kathy, classmates of the victim, closely associated to the victim, and knew the victim fairly well. Let's look at Tim. Tim was very angry at Carl Sundstrom Jr. because Carl stole his end-of-term papers and passed it off as his own. Tim was a very hard-working young man who wanted to do very well for himself. He was quite angry when Carl managed to steal his end-of-term paper and pass it off as his own. Tim was left with nothing and had to scramble to write another end-of-term paper and was in quite a lot of trouble because the end of term was coming up and he wasn't sure how he would deal with this. Kathy was Carl's drug supplier. Kathy supplied him with drugs. But you see, Carl Sundstrom Jr. also had something on Kathy. He was blackmailing Kathy because he knew that Kathy had been having an affair with one of the deans at the university and she had had an abortion not too long ago. So he had this on her. Let's go to Rick. Rick envied Carl because he was a rich spoiled boy. Rick was a poor boy who got to university on a scholarship and had to work very hard. He had two part-time jobs in order to survive at university. And he really and truly envied Carl. Sometimes he wished he could kill Carl because of Carl's lot in life, because Carl was a rich boy. Finally, we come to Dave. Carl stole Dave's girlfriend. Carl and Dave had been very good friends until Carl stole his girlfriend. But there was something else that Carl had on Dave. 
Dave's girlfriend, now Carl's girlfriend, was pregnant for Dave. Carl knew it, and he also knew that Dave could not tell his parents, because if he did, his parents would take him out of university right away. So Carl was blackmailing him with that as well. Here's what we found out with regard to the cause of death. Carl Sundstrom Jr. died of a massive heart attack. He had ingested some powerful amphetamines shortly before his death, and this caused the heart attack. The death took place not too long after the ingestion of these amphetamines. The victim had needle marks on his arms, which told us that he was a drug user. But apart from all of this, he had been in reasonably good health. We have sifted through all of these facts, figures, and everything else. We have talked to a lot of people. We know that the university wanted this to be solved ASAP. They did not want any publicity because they were a prestigious university, and they wanted the matter dealt with efficiently, quickly, and swept away. This is how we think it was done. The victim had been lured to the cafe by a call to his cell phone. Someone called him and asked him to come to the internet cafe. When he got there, he ran into someone and it appeared that they sat down together at adjacent terminals and started to chat with each other. This is what we found out from eyewitnesses. They seemed to have chatted for a while and one eyewitness saw them playing games on the internet. Then another eyewitness overheard them starting to talk about something a bit more private and personal. Sometime during the course of this conversation, the victim got up to buy a cup of coffee. His friend got up with him and went with him to the counter to buy the cup of coffee. One eyewitness saw the cup of coffee being given to the victim's friend who brought it back to the victim. The victim managed to drink about half of the cup of coffee before relaxing. Within a few minutes of drinking about half of the cup of coffee, he collapsed and died shortly after. But no one discovered this victim until about an hour or so after he had died. So he had been slumped over in his chair, slumped over his keyboard before anyone found him. Okay, everybody, now we're on to part three. In this section, I'm just going to highlight the brief points for you, and then you will have an opportunity to solve this mystery all by yourself. So we have the victim, Carl Sundstrom, who was found slumped over his keyboard in a crowded internet cafe. His computer screen showed that he had been visiting a social networking website. Close by to him was found a cup of cold coffee. It was half empty. Someone noticed him slumped over the keyboard, went to him, shook him when they did not have any response. They shook him again and found out that he was dead. 
started to scream, the police was called, and students started milling about, and there is your crime scene. Now, the reason why Carl Sundstrom, the victim, was there was that apparently he was there to meet someone. It was a regular hangout for Mr. Sundstrom. And we have identified the suspects for you. There was Tim. Carl had stolen his end-of-term papers. Tim was very, very, very angry. Kathy was the drug supplier of Carl Sundstrom. But Carl also had something on Kathy. He was blackmailing her. He knew that she had had an abortion for the Dean. We had Rick who envied the victim because the victim was a rich boy and Rick had to work very hard for what he wanted in life. So he envied Carl terribly. And finally we have Dave. The victim had stolen Dave's girlfriend and the victim also found out that the girlfriend was pregnant, but the girlfriend was pregnant with Dave's child. And Dave did not want this known by his father, and he wanted Carl to keep it a secret. There you have your summary. So now I'm going to give you some questions that you might want to ponder in order to determine who indeed killed Carl Sundstrom? 1. Who made that important phone call? What was on the flash drive and that was found in Carl Sundstrom's pocket when the police searched him? They found a flash drive. What was that on that flash drive? Could that flash drive have been an important factor? How did the victim come to ingest the pills that caused the heart attack? Those are the questions for you to consider. All right, now on to part four. I'm sure that most of you have an answer, whether it's right or wrong, for this mystery. But I'm going to give you some other revelations before telling you exactly who did it. The victim received a call from Dave asking him to meet him at the cafe. At the cafe, he ran into Kathy and they sat down and they had a chat. When Dave saw Carl and Kathy sitting next to each other chatting away, he backed off and he went to the counter where coffee was being served. He hung out there and watched as these two chatted. Carl and Kathy played games to start with and after that they seemed to have gotten into a very serious discussion. Carl wanted more drugs from Kathy and Kathy said to him that she would do that but he needed to give her that flash drive that he had with him and she knew that she, he had it in his pocket. It was never far from his reach because that was his means of blackmailing his victims. When Carl got up to buy the cup of coffee, Kathy offered to get it for him. Carl let her do it, and when they got to the snack counter, it was fairly crowded, and she couldn't reach the counter, so she asked Dave to get it for her. Dave readily got the cup of coffee for Carl. She then took it back to Carl at his terminal, and she watched as he started to drink it.
So, there's some more revelations for you. And now I'm going to ask you again, who do you think did it? It was Dave. Dave slipped the pills into the cup of coffee when he went and got it for Kathy so that she could take it back to Carl. He waited for it to dissolve in the cup of coffee and then he passed a cup of coffee back to Kathy and she took it back to Carl. Dave himself was a drug addict and had bought the pills from Kathy a day earlier. This is how he came to have those drugs in his possession. So there you have it folks, the end of this episode, the cell phone call. I hope most of you guessed who the real murderer was, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye for now.